Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Everyone showed up today. Thank God. Did I show up? I don't know. Who's to say? We're going to find out. Who is to say? We're to say. (laughs) More to say. say. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We're back to play some more voicemails from our besties, which we haven't done in a minute. Has it been a minute? I feel like it has because like we've been doing a lot of themed episodes for Gilmore You're to right. Consider, so I'm excited. And I love listening. I love hearing their voices. Oh, me that too. Was a, that was a thing of like, I posted a TikTok a while back about the podcast and a lot of people were like, wait, I had no idea what you looked like. And oh my it God, made me I know. kind of emotional that like, there is like a whole like host of people who like, I could be walking down the street and they would have no idea who I was, but then they'd hear my voice and they'd be like, oh, that's Haley. I know. Would that happen <laughs> or to that's me? Tara or Haley, because some people can't differentiate between us. Very true. That's very true. I'm Tara. You're Haley. It's like Madeline and Louise, you know? Truly. And we both have red hair, so there's no there's no helping this. Yeah, that's new. That's very new. One of us was blonde and brunette Yeah. You were brunette-ish. Yeah, mostly red. Yeah. But I similarly posted an Instagram story a couple months ago, and I remember someone DM'd us and was like, wow, I didn't know what you looked like, but I'm so surprised you looked like this. Not that you're not pretty, but I'm just surprised that you look like this. And I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> does your voice that giving mean? off uggo vibes? Yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of that Taylor Swift line, which is really sad, which is the please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh I could recognize anywhere. But it gives it a new meaning that like that's exactly how we feel to all of our besties is like like how many people like out there can you only recognize them by their voice or like Mm. hear their laugh Mm -hmm. and that's really all you know about them well I felt that way about radio hosts when I was growing up and I would listen to the radio in the car you'd see them and you'd be like I'd be like whoa that is not what I thought you looked like much like this girl was like that is not what I thought you looked like and I remember thinking back to like when I used to meet people who I would hear on the radio and think like, oh, I thought you were cuter. And I was like, did you think I was cuter? I guess we'll have to put no, out a poll. It makes, did, you, did you think I was cute? Am I still cute? Oh my God. What do we think? No, it just makes me emotional. It's just something nice, especially for like, I don't know, the more that social media progresses and goes on, people get judged for their looks more and more. Oh, of that course. like we have this whole host of people who only know us literally no idea for our giggle like. times. But you know, in that same vein, it's very interesting to hear our besties call in and kind of like sort of put this figurative face to 
a voice. I'm yeah. watching Love is Blind right now. I don't know if you are into that. Oh, I watched of our the first besties. season. Oh my course, gosh. The so chaotic. Quarantine. <laughs> but like, that's kind of what happens there. They hear their voices across the way. Oh, you're instead right. Instead of like seeing their faces and they put yeah. faces to these voices and then they meet them and it's like, does it align with does it match? what they thought? Do we match our voices? Yeah. Interesting. I know. What an interesting game to play. But speaking of, we're going to play some voicemails from some of our, our besties whose faces we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to start out with one of our besties who just listened to the rankings episode that we did a little while back. Love. Asking us to rank some of our favorite episodes. So let's hear from Courtney. Hi, Tara and Haley. It's Courtney. And I know you did a rankings episode, um, but I can't remember if you guys uh, said what your favorite episodes were. And if not, then I would love to hear what your top three or top five favorite episodes are. You could do uh, for comfort and then also for like story writing wise. Personally, my top three for comfort, and I don't have any for writing wise because I'm not a writer, but um, my top three for comfort are number one, uh, last week's fights, this week's tights. Um, and then my second would be Luke will see her face. And then the last one is in season two, um, there's a rub. So um, yeah, let me know what your favorite episodes are if you haven't done that already. I would love to hear it. Bye. I feel like Courtney is after your own heart, Tara. Literally. <laughs> well, at first I was like, oh, she's a season four girly. And then she I threw know. that last one in there and that I was, was like, actually, oh, Courtney. That was surprising. I feel like most people, when they're picking out their faves, they don't go for season four. I agree. I agree. It's one of like the lower seasons on yeah. the faves roster because it's such an yeah. in-between season as we've spoken to on the pod. But I don't remember if in our rankings episode, we actually spoke to our favorite episodes. Yeah. I can't remember. Gosh, it was so long ago. Either. That was a really long time ago. You know? But I would have to say, if I'm if I'm coming at it from just like an all around favorite, comfort, warm fuzzy feels perspective, my top three would be they shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Of course. There's the rub, and a tisket a tasket. So good. What about you? This is warm fuzzy feels. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the thing about me is that to pick out like the warm fuzzy feel episodes is kind of hard because like. I really like the ones where they're yelling at each other. Like, I truly, know you do. Like, that brings you a lot of joy and comfort it, <laughs> and safety. It just... <laughs> if you're yelling in the street, I feel okay. Um, <laughs> but I think that, like... So I'm going to try and, like, not do the conflicty ones necessarily because I really love the Lorelai's for at Yale. I know you do. You love that episode. And there's, like, truly no conflict, no boy drama. It's mm-hmm. just the girlies at their best. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mattress drama, but, like, you know, Luke's yeah. helpful in that. But that's so benign. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mattress drama. <laughs> like, what do they fight about in this episode? A mattress, I a know. twin, a single bed. <laughs> and then they just end up keeping it. Exactly. So it's not dramatic to begin with. Yeah. So, like, yeah, definitely that one. I also really like Pulp Friction. Oh, such a good episode. So, so good. good. And then I think that, like, I want to say, I'm trying to pick one that's maybe a little bit more like. You can say parties. It's totally okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying to think of one that's like, you know. Is it like you jump, I jump, Jack? I was going to say you jump, I jump, Jack, but yeah. I think I like the parties over better than you jump, I jump, Jack. Okay. Which is also kind of dramatic, but. That's okay. If we're going for like comfort cozy. What about a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving? I know you love that episode. Oh, I do love that one. Oh, you're right. You know, I I know you don't like this one, but I really like Let the Games Begin. Oh, I don't 
don't dislike it. It's just not one of my faves in season yeah. three. I mean, I love it for the bookends. The high, 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 high. Yeah. And then, then oh, she God. appeared yeah. at the end at the gas station with a cigarette. I think in oh. terms, if we're thinking of cozy, I would say Lorelai's first day at Yale, Pulp Friction, and um, Let the Games Begin. Okay. I love that. I probably have different answers if I like thought about it more, but I think those are like cozy is what we're going. Yeah. Why I wanted us to play this voicemail is because I kind of wanted the knee jerk reaction. We discussed right before we got on here, like, do we want to think about this a little more? And I kind of love getting like the fresh take of like no thoughts, just answers, you know, just feels just vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that those are them because it's like, I think that like to say partings, like that's just redundant at this point. I know, everybody knows, knows my how much favorite. we love Because from a writing perspective, as Courtney also mentioned, I think that that episode is really good in terms of, like, it feels like a series finale. because It a is, little bit. kind of. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's not because nothing wraps up at the end. Everything's kind of left, like, hanging there. Of course, but um, knowing what was happening behind the scenes and the fact that it's called Partings... Yeah, the way that, like, Amy wrapped up her, I guess, stent on the show. Yeah. I really, really love it. And I feel like we're just going to have to deep dive into partings when we get there. Oh, God, yeah. To, like, fully explain. But, like, from, like, fave, fave episode, from writing and from comfort, it's always partings for me. Yeah. What about you? Um... I mean, that's a fantastic choice. I think it's a great, very well-written episode. Um, Oof, if I had to choose from a writing perspective, I think there's the rub is also up there for me, like not just from a comfort standpoint, but from a story standpoint. I do think one of the best, like most well-written episodes of the series is Wedding Bell Blues. Oh, also a very strong episode. I love that episode. It's so well written, the way that everything's paced, mm, like, mm-hmm. the way that all of their storylines tie together, but they're all on different paths. Like, it's it's so good. Love that I'd one. have to put more thought into my my actual answer. I don't have a knee-jerk reaction to that so much. Friday Night's All yeah. Right for Fighting is also a great oh, one. Oh, my God. The, the whole end of that is just chef's kiss. Totally, love, love, love. totally. But I think knee-jerk reaction-wise, from a comfort perspective, I feel very confident about my answers. Yeah. Writing-wise, I'd have to take a sec. Yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. revisit that another time. We'll Plenty of times, honestly. Yeah. But Courtney, thank you so much for calling in. That was such a great question. You know, kind of revisiting our rankings, because we did that so yeah. long ago. I feel like... Oh my gosh. I can't wait to revisit them once we've watched the whole, we watched the whole series, because like mine's already changing. I know. The show I've watched a million times. Literally. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park besties whose voices we recognize we have another one from our bestie annie oh bestie annie calls in in all of the time and it brings me so much joy i know she's like our unofficial little correspondent i know truly (laughs) 
So here's Annie. Hi, besties. It's Annie again. And this time I want to talk about chemistry. So I was listening to your recent Gilmore to Consider, and it's really fascinating to me how people perceive on-screen chemistry so differently. You guys were talking about Max and Lorelai, and I wanted to hear about your thoughts on the chemistry between our Gilmore girls and their romantic partners. So I was wondering if you would rank it as from what you perceive as the most chemistry to the least chemistry for our girls. And obviously, I mean, I'm talking Rory and Lorelai. You could rank Emily if you wanted, but that's a short list. Although, oh my gosh, what if you were like living for those scenes between Emily and Simon McLean? No, that would be a hot take. But anyways, back to our girls. So if you rank Lorelai and Rory's romantic partners from most least chemistry in the way that you perceive it, and if you have any duos that are not romantic partners that you think have just fantastic on-screen chemistry, I'd love to hear that too. Thanks, Christy. Uh, Annie always comes in clutch oh with the god. questions. Simon Speaking McLean. of rankings, oh my god, can you imagine if we were like, actually, it's I Simon feel McLean. like it's Simon McLean or bust. To Never. be fair, Kelly is like so excellent that I feel like everyone she comes on screen with, she has excellent chemistry with. Like, I felt that she was like flirty with Simon McLean. Oh, like, sure. I was there for it. No, for sure. But when she's with when she's with Richard, oh, there's they, nothing like it. So perfect. And I actually didn't really love the chemistry between her and the guy she's with in the revival. Like, it was nice that they had companionship, but there wasn't necessarily any chemistry there. No. You know? I, yeah. I didn't feel it at all. And I think that that was good. I think that's kind of where we were led to. I think that's what we but, were supposed to feel. Yeah. And speaking of, like, not romantic interests, like she mentioned, I think that, like, Emily and Michelle, Emily and Suki, like, all of the people that she always interacts with, she always has fantastic chemistry with. Mm-hmm. In terms of the girlies, I think, hot take, I don't know if it's a hot take, Lorelai and Chris, hands down, have the best chemistry of, like, any of the couples on the show. I completely agree. And when I say that, people are like, oh, so you're Team Chris. I'm like, no. no. It's just they really sold me on the fact that these two would have worked out so well totally. if Chris could have gotten his shit together. Totally. I completely agree. I do love the chemistry between... Lorelai and Luke. I do too. Because I think that that's kind of like where she needs someone to show up for her Mm -hmm. and like the rantiness of Luke and the way they argue is, you know, it's cute. I like it. I would say though that Chris and Lorelai have more chemistry. It's just more deeply rooted. Whereas like the comfort and safety of having chemistry with your best friend, like Luke and Lorelai are best Uh. friends. Stop. It's, the foundation yeah. is rooted in friendship. I'm so cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Chris and Lorelai at the top, Luke and Lorelai yeah. very close second. Below that, I would put Max Medina and Lorelai, and below that, I would put Jason and Lorelai. Because I thought I Jason so and Lorelai had great chemistry, but like we never ever really got to see their like romantic chemistry necessarily. I don't think we saw, and yeah. I think we were meant to see and really invest in at least for a specific period of time the chemistry between max and lorelei totally you know and the thing is is like i like jason more than i like max Same. i think they have a lot of good banter and like they really match each other really mm-hmm. well but i don't know if the chemistry was quite right yeah between the two of them i agree what about with alex oh alex i don't know i think that that one's hard because like we don't really get a chance to see it yeah i think that alex had chemistry with lorelei mm-hmm. but i don't know that it was like 
does chemistry mean that it has to be between the two of yeah, them? Yeah, that it has to be like, reciprocated? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to agree. I think that I would put him at the bottom of the list. It's kind of subjective, you know, to like see it and like see if you see that between two people. But yeah, I think that maybe I would put him at the bottom of the list because I felt it towards him towards her, but not her towards him. Yeah. Which is weird because Lorelai could have chemistry with a brick wall. Literally. Like, she could. She has a little bit too much chemistry with Dean. Uh, yeah. Should um, we rank that? Should we put that in the ranking? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that kind of might come before Luke. Ooh, it might. <laughs> it's, it might. It's it might, weird, it might. but it's more of a Jared and Lauren. For sure. Like, really just playing into the scene really yeah. well. And not, like, icky we think that Lorelai actually likes Dean. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but speaking of Dean, let's talk about Rory's men. I'd say we could definitely put at the bottom Paul. Yeah. I mean, Paul is I at forgot the that you existed to death. <laughs> I like that you existed, Paul. And then Marty above that. I wouldn't consider him necessarily a love interest, but somebody who was interested in her. Yeah, she... They had big Even as, like, vibes. a friend, they had friendship vibes that Paul just, like... There was nothing. Yeah. It was like silence. No spark at all. Mm -hmm. Just air between. (laughs) Totally. Above that, I would put Dean and Rory. I mean, I could tell that they were like young love, but I I didn't necessarily sense the chemistry, you know? up against some of her other love interests. Every time they're kissing, I turn away. Do you really? You <laughs> shut your eyes? my eyes. <laughs> There's like one like scene Clara? in particular. <laughs> Is this something you and Clara have in common? I have the haircut in common. Stop. And you have I don't the... want to have anything in common with Clara. <laughs> <laughs> Clara Forrester, my nemesis. I know. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I would agree. It's sweet, but I don't really yeah. like, feel it between the two of them. Agreed. Above them, I would put Tristan and Rory. I think that Tristan and Rory had a lot of chemistry. Me too. Like, all of season one on Patreon. That's what I kept talking about was like I was never a Tristan fan but like diving in deep like we did I was like Mm. no Mm -hmm. I want it I want more I want more of this I know reading again how novel novel oh and then above them don't hate me I'd put Logan and Rory I mean I would too like I mean I love Logan I know you do (laughs) I'm the CEO of team Logan I feel like we're getting but I feel like oh my god yay that'd be fun (laughs) (laughs) do CEOs wear hats Uh, maybe Um, I don't know it could be like a tie (laughs) if you want I don't know like a pocket square whatever you want dead um yeah i it's just something between the two of them that like it feels really i don't know how to explain chemistry because like again it's so subjective Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's the same thing of like i feel like logan to rory it's really there Mm. but rory back and i think that like we super see that in the revival it's like put under a microscope for sure and early on I don't know. It's there. It's totally oh, there. It's one thousand percent there. But yeah. I would say I would argue that it was there in like season five when they're playing little cat and mouse, and then when they get together, oh, yeah. and then it's so apparent. And then we watch them get really comfortable with each other in season six and season seven, which is nice. Which is That's totally kind fine. Of what you want. But I think the most chemistry. <laughs> they ever had was in Norma Mailer I'm Pregnant when they are across the newsroom and he's typing to her mm-hmm. and he calls her ace for the first mm-hmm. time and they're just exchanging glances like oh so that's, good that's the moment I love it I love it so I'd, and I'd rank them one, second and you know that coming in at number one is Jess and Rory I mean forever yeah I think that this one is like the most obvious mm-hmm. but like I think in part because Alexis and Milo dated and so I think that there's like a natural sort of like chemistry that comes onto screen from two people who feel that comfortable with each other for sure that like I don't know like the timeline of them dating to like when they filmed in the show mm-hmm. but like if that was 
there in any capacity before or after Mm -hmm. it's going to come across that like the scenes when they're like soft and tender with each other like or even just across the room it's going to like jump off the screen I think of course but remember she also very briefly dated Jared Padalecki and again they had chemistry but I wouldn't say it was anywhere near Milo and and Alexis yeah yeah that's what I've I've read what was the time frame for that do you know no no idea they've just mentioned it very briefly in articles before like she did also date co-star Jared Padalecki but it seems like it was very brief and then like yeah you know she was with Milo for a significant amount of time but yeah yeah, I do agree I mean of course when it's off screen it's so easy to translate on screen yeah Uh, but like the two of them the two of them oh and like I'm a team Logan girly so I feel like you you know but I've been feeling cutie vibes for Jess I know you have I know you've been calling into question whether or not you might be team Jess as we go through our Patreon rewatch I'm not the Patreon girlies will get that tomorrow but like sure I know. I, I'm not. I'm not. Don't start that rumor. I'm, I'm starting <laughs> Even though I rumors. started it. <laughs> so I'd say like at the top of the list for Rory, we've got Jess. And at the top of the list for Lorelai, we've got Chris. Both people who leave them. <laughs> both people who leave. <laughs> One of them comes back around. Well, actually, yeah, both, both of them, of them come them. back around yeah, several times. Don't they? But speaking of Chris, we had a bestie call in, calling into question something very interesting about Lorelai and Chris's relationship. Hi, Tara. Hi, Haley. This is Megan. Um, I was calling in because I just had a question. I was thinking a lot about, like, Lorelai's relationships on the show, and something that kind of, I don't know, I've been contemplating lately has been, it's like Chris and Lorelai, let's just say, like, Chris was just, like, another guy. Like, he wasn't Rory's dad. Do you think that, like, Emily and Richard would still like have wanted the two of them to be together I guess I wonder just because at times it seems like they don't necessarily think much of him or think much of his character especially Emily and I'm just kind of curious like if she would have looked at his character maybe just focusing still on the money aspect or I don't know basically that's it um sorry for the rambling message love your um podcast and thank you bye Megan, what an amazing question to ask to pose. I've never thought about that. Have you? No, but I immediately had a very defined answer as she was talking. Okay, what's yours? Because I think we have to like look at Chris as a character first Mm -hmm. because my your instinct is to say yes, because he is a Hayden, like Strobe and Francine. He's of the same world. Like he went to whatever I imagine Lorelai went to a prep school and that's where they met. Chris and like she's grown up with him and he's someone that's like been in their social circle but when she had Rory Chris was not really involved Mm -hmm. but he didn't go to Princeton none of the his life quote-unquote manifested in the way that everyone wanted to and it never made any sense as to why like everyone says that like Lorelai and Rory ruined his future Mm -hmm. because like he was supposed to go to Princeton he was like supposed to do son was bound for Princeton I know (laughs) kills me when he says that like, like strobe shut the fuck up we talked about it then it sounds like he's like bound for the iron throne like that's the way that it comes across but it's like the question always is is like why couldn't he he didn't show mm. up he didn't help raise rory like rory being born had very limited impact on chris yeah so it's like then if rory didn't exist and she still had this like suitor in her life would they have overlooked his like inability to like rise to his potential yeah like which I feel like maybe they do overlook because they're so disappointed in Lorelai Mm. and the way that she turned out Mm. and like Chris quote-unquote wanted to do all of these things but it doesn't matter that he didn't 
it was just enough for him to want to. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think that they wouldn't like him and they wouldn't want him to end up with Mm Lorelai simply because I think that they would not overlook all of the faults of Chris's personality and his trajectory in favor of like wanting him to be Rory's father and them to be a family together. Yeah. No, I mean, I had the same knee jerk reaction. Like, no, they would not have been as pushy about the two of them ending up together I really don't think they would have because that was kind of the crux of why it almost had very little to do with who Chris was as a person they chose specifically Richard chose to see all of the good things and ignore the bad things there were so many bad (laughs) yeah they chose to see all of the pros and chose to ignore the cons of Chris just to like accommodate this picture perfect family in yeah. their minds of what it would look like if the three of them quote unquote ended up together. Yeah. And it was all because Chris sided with them. If there were sides to take of like, you guys are going to get married. Chris is going to work for Richard. All of these things are going to unfold this way. And Chris wanted that. And so like yeah. anything that he did wrong, they were completely willing to overlook. Yeah. Even once he like, I guess in season two, when is it season two? No, it's in season three when he, when Emily demands that he live the house. Yeah. Like we get back around to season five where she's like, no, you deserve to be with Lorelai. You need to go yeah, find but her. You guys need to get family. Yeah, she say something to him in that conversation? Like almost like I never thought much of you. Yeah. She says something to that effect. And something I like remember that. that really confusing me because I was like, what do you mean? You have been yeah. cheering on this couple for for literally the entire series and now yeah. all of a sudden you're saying you never thought much of him yeah the two of them like for him being the being the papa was the trump card yeah like he could literally do anything wrong yeah and he did he did so much wrong but they were always going to mm. root for him until he decides to pay for yale in which case he's like enemy number Dead one to them yeah well and i hope that that kind of provided them some sort of resolution when they do eventually get together i know we don't consider season seven canon yeah but fan fiction season literally but i hope that it finally gave them the ability to see that christopher and lorelei didn't belong together that just having a child together doesn't necessarily mean you belong together well that's there's a line that emily says where she says blood is thicker than water Mm. and i don't know if in that like she includes chris in that Mm. that like she's finally coming around to the fact that like Gilmore Girls for Life. Yeah. Like, fuck a Hayden. Truly is what happened. <laughs> but still a fantastic question because I, yeah. I would have to say no. Yeah, I think I say no. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to look, overlook his flaws anymore. Yeah. The faults of Christopher Hayden. Oh, which a there whole are separate series in and of itself. We could I know. A book. I know. We'll have to have a whole episode and list them all out. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much to all of our besties who called in today. I love this. I love, love I listening to our voicemails. So it was great to kind of explore some more, like revisit some rankings, explore some chemistry, some relationships. I love. You know what I want to do an episode on? I want to do an episode all on unpopular opinions. Ooh, we should totally do that. Like, I want everyone to call in with, like, their, like, it can be anything from, like, season one to revival. It can be about any character. Mm -hmm. It can be something that you think that we love. Mm. It can be something that you agree that we hate. Mm. Like, I just want everyone's, like, most unpopular opinion about this show that we all love. I think that's why we're all here, because we love it. But I want to know. It doesn't even have to be a spicy take. It's just, like, it can have no reasoning to it. Just vibes. Just unpopular opinions. Love. I love that. So if you have an unpopular opinion, please call us. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. If you have more for us to consider, unpopular opinions, spicy takes, things you think we're forgetting, or you just want to say hi, give our voicemail a call at 860-578-4653. That's 860-578-4653. 
I forgot to unplug my fridge. Oh, no. Oh, no. Alexa, unplug my fridge. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> well, at least you're honest, baby girl. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, all made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.